Spin San Old School, helping you navigate back to college in 2021. You are very welcome back to Spin Sun Old School, episode two. Spin Sun Old School is proudly sponsored by Griffith College Limerick. Hit refresh with Griffith College at griffithcollege.ie. At this point, CAO offers are officially out. Well done to each and every one of you who have been offered a place, who have accepted your place and are about to embark on the most exciting journey of your lives. If I could go back 10 years and do college all again, I would do it in a heartbeat. There is so many exciting experiences that are waiting for you and I can only imagine that uh, you yourself are waiting with bated breath to get stuck right in. So we're going to chat a little bit about CAO offers that perhaps didn't go your way. If you're a student out there listening in saying, mm, not for me, not feeling so happy with my place, or perhaps you are one of the students that are waiting for second, third, fourth, fifth round offers. And as we discussed last week, that is the beauty of the CAO. There is an opportunity to be offered a place right up until the end of October. So absolutely fear not if you're in a situation where you still feel a little uncertain about what you're going to do. Today's episode is all about just that. Further options, alternatives, Perhaps university life is not for you. There are so many avenues and today we are going to discuss all of that. Joining us on this morning's show and on the podcast is Sarah Edmondson. Sarah is a schools liaison officer at Griffith College based in Dublin. She knows all about the Griffith Colleges right across the country and all about further options for you, the student who feels like the CAO just didn't go your way this year. Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on Spins and All Skull. No problem, Louise. I'm absolutely delighted to be here and to be able to offer any advice that I can, um, because I think, you know, as adults, the Leaving Cert really resonates with you and that experience. Um, So while it can be very exciting, it can also be very daunting and confusing. And look, as we all know, it just doesn't go to plan for some people. And that's okay. And I suppose that's why I'm here maybe is to... um, yeah, offer some advice and to provide some other options for those students that are perhaps um, panicking or freaking out right now and there's absolutely no need to do so. Really well put. And I think you're right. It's, it's funny on reflection when you look back and remember your own leaving cert. At the time, it seems like the be all and end all. And when the CAO results come out, you think this is it. This is my only chance. But in fact, the CAO is actually quite forgiving and there are rounds upon rounds of opportunities to get the course you desire. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I suppose, um, look, for some students, they might be in a uh, position now where they didn't get their first choice for whatever reason, maybe the points changed, or maybe they messed up their CAO. Um, So I suppose maybe to make students feel a little bit better, I was going to just start by explaining my own experience. And I was actually one of those students when I completed my Leaving Cert that I messed up my order of preference. So I know they're probably sick of hearing teachers and guidance counsellors saying you need to put your CAO choices in order of preference, because once you're given, if you get the points for your first choice, that is the option that you will be given. You can't go down the CAO choice kind of scale. Um, So when I did my Leaving Cert, I was, I got my first choice and I realised actually that's not the course that I want to do. Um, So I ended up going to the UK to study. And then again, that wasn't the course for me. So I ended up coming home and then I did an arts degree. And then after that, I went back and did a FETAC level five, which would be the equivalent of a PLC course. 
And then after that, I did a second degree and then a master's. Um, So I suppose it's just to kind of highlight, you know, for some students, it does work out first time. And, you know, they get the course they want and they go to college and they get a job afterwards. But that is not the reality for a lot of people. And all of it is experience that's valuable. And I think maybe it's to just... Yeah, stay committed and dedicated and remember, you know, that you're great and that you've got loads of skills and that like the Leaving Cert students this year really had a tough year. Um, They missed a lot of school in fifth year because of the pandemic and they missed about three months in their final year after Christmas where they were working from home. Um, So I think they really need to... um, you know, give themselves a pat on the back and realize that they've already kind of proven their resilience. And I think prospective employers in the future will acknowledge that and there'll be kind of a cohort of students that will be remembered. Um, So just, yeah, to maybe, you know, just to take that on board. (laughs) (laughs) You're so right, Sarah. And I think, thank you firstly for sharing your own personal experience, because I think that, you know, education and the Leaving Cert is so personal and it's probably up there with the biggest kind of you know decision you'll ever have to make in your life and I still don't know what I want to do I'm still trying to figure out where exactly I want to be in life and I think that you know when you're 18 17 years old that decision is next to impossible to make so maybe students sometimes are misinformed and forget that there are so many alternatives to the CAO and perhaps they might decide to hold on to their leaving cert points and reapply to the CAO next year. There are progression courses, there are kind of taster courses and as you mentioned PLC level fives if this year didn't go their way. Absolutely. So I have, uh, you know, a list of a few things here um, of other options or um, so further options or alternative routes for students um, that are in the position now where either they don't want to accept their round one offer. um, Yeah, that it's just that there are other options. So I think the first thing that I will explain is a facility called Available Places. Um, So this, I think there's a lot of people, um, students, parents, guardians that are not aware of this facility. Um, so from the 8th of September, so Available Places is currently open. You go on to the CIO website and any courses that are either new courses or courses that have not been filled, if they have places still available on them, these courses will be listed there and you can still add them to your CAO. So if you are not happy with or you didn't get your first choice, if you go on and have a look at the list of available places, you can then put this in order of preference and you um, will be in with a chance then of being offered this course in round two. Um, So I think this is kind of maybe, yeah, just important maybe here for students to realize that, um, you know, the point system or the point scale uh, just exists solely to deal with kind of um, supply and demand. And really what's more important to college courses is the entry um, requirements. Um, So say for example, you applied for, you know, Law Trinity and you got a certain number of points. Like you might've met the minimum entry requirements, um, but really only the points come into play when a course say can only offer 30 places and more than 30 people got the minimum entry requirements. So unfortunately, yes, students, I think, kind of get fixated on these points when they shouldn't really. It is just due to limited supply. Um, But yeah, there are loads of options available on available places that they should definitely check out. 
And is that as simple, Sarah, as just Googling availableplaces.ie or is there a portal? Like how do they go about kind of getting their name in the hat for those available places? They go through their CAO. So if they go on to cao.ie and they need to log in, Um, However, it's not too late if there's a student out there who actually didn't apply to the CAO at all, but is now thinking, do you know what, actually, I wouldn't mind going to college. They can still create an account with CAO and they will just have to pay a fee of 45 euro. So you literally the available places are just college places that, um, yeah, just aren't fully subscribed. So you could be really lucky and you literally just then you go in and you add it to your list of CAO choices. But again, remember to keep your kind of your order of preference, because if you put an available places course at the top, then you and you have the minimum entry requirements, you will be offered that in the next round. That order of preference is so important. And speaking of that, I I kind of want to use this as an opportunity as well to dispel a myth when it comes to the CAO. There are two bands of offers. We know the level eight for university level and then there are the lower levels, which are the five, six and sevens. In situations where students are in a highly academic school, they feel disappointed if they're offered a course, maybe that is a level five, six or seven. But A lot of the time, Sarah, these can be the perfect progression routes into that level eight and maybe exactly what the student needs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And I think as well, so there are progression routes. Yeah, there are level sevens. um, So I think the minimum entry requirements for most courses is that you would have to get five um, ordinary level sixes or five higher level sevens. Um, And again, look, the level seven, it might depend on points, depending on how popular a course is. Um, But really, it's of no... You know, the the point of a course doesn't dictate the level of teaching. Um, You know, a a, a programme is designed by a programme director. And like the level seven and level eight courses will be validated by QQI. So they are taught at a very high standard. Um, So just, yeah, with that in mind, like there are other options of progression routes. So I suppose we could speak maybe about um, PLC courses, as you mentioned, they're level five. Um, Some might be level six. Um, But these are definitely, if you go on to plccourses.ie, there is a huge list of PLC courses there. They're often referred to as well as pre-university courses. And these are looked really favorably on by a lot of universities. Um, So universities will actually often hold places for these students um, in their CAO offers. So they would have been offered courses in round zero of the CAO, which came out on the 5th of August this year. So if you were to take a year now to do a PLC course next year, if you do well in that PLC course, you would be kind of guaranteed a place on the course that you would like. Brilliant. Okay, so this is a really interesting point as well. I'm just going to give an example of some of maybe the the most common progression routes courses like PE teaching. We see with grade inflation and CAO points skyrocketing a course like PE teaching in the remit of 520, 530 marks. For a student who maybe finds it incredibly hard to get those marks, it's a lot of leaving certain points to have to accumulate and maybe will find themselves in a situation where a year of studying sports science is exactly what they want to do. You're telling us that that student is more likely the following year to almost be guaranteed a place in maybe that PE course. Yeah. Now, you'll obviously have to check with the the different universities and their courses. But if you go on to plccourses.ie, it will give you all of the information there of what courses feed into what um, level eights. 
Um, and look, it's a year as well. You still come out with a qualification. So I think it's really not a year wasted. You know, I think also, you know, you know when you're younger and you're in secondary school, um, you feel like it's a big rush. And then you realize when you get older that actually a lot of adults, as you said yourself, we still don't know what we're doing. And I think education is always of great benefit and value. Um, so I just, yeah, I had a look at plccourses.ie. So just some of the examples of things that you could study, like there's a pre-university science, nursing, digital marketing, business with law, floristry, engineering technology, animation, and the list goes on. So I think even if you, you know, you had an interest in a subject area, this would be a great chance to explore that. Um, and you apply directly to the PLC courses for these courses, for these courses. Yeah, you don't go through the CAO. And Sarah, what are the biggest differences for a student listening in this morning thinking, sure, that's not going to be a college experience at all. What is, I guess, the fundamental difference between studying in a PLC college and going off to a university? To be honest, I would think that it's actually a nice bridge between second level and third level. Um, the classes will probably be a little bit smaller, you know, so you'll get that kind of um, firsthand experience from your tutor or lecturer and you'll get to kind of know your classmates. Um, like, as I said, in my, from my own experience, I went to a university for three years and did an arts degree. And then I went back to Waterford College of Further Education to do a FETAC art um, and design portfolio. And I can honestly say that was one of the best years of my life. I just loved it. <laughs> um, it was just, yeah, I just, I just think they're a great year that, it, yeah, it's a kind of, it's a, yeah, as you said, it's a taster and it's a kind of a, because the, the shift from second level to third level can be quite intimidating and quite daunting. You know, you can be in very large classes in a lecture hall. Um, you can be, you know, you can be a little bit anonymous, you know, that you don't really get to know your lecture and they don't get to know you. You're just a student number. So I think a PLC course can kind of equip students, you know, with a little bit of knowledge and they'll feel more confident going into that um, university setting. For sure. And again, just to reiterate that it is an option outside of the CAO. So if you feel you're in a position where the CAO has not gone in your favour, this is something you can apply for entirely independently. I also want to ask in terms of maybe students who are worried or stressed or maybe in a situation where they're financially unstable and they feel that maybe an option of a paid apprenticeship or even going out into the world of work without a degree suits them better. Are there any options to earn and learn? There are, yes. Um, so actually this year, um, there was a new initiative by the government um, for an action plan for apprenticeships, which is a kind of a four to five year plan. So they're really trying to change um, our attitude towards apprenticeships in Ireland. Um, because in kind of other EU countries, in Germany and Holland, and even in the, well, in the, the UK, um, you know, that apprenticeships aren't just um, for kind of craft or trade, you know, that you can do an apprenticeship in many different fields. Um, so I think we're really trying, the government is really trying to get on board with this. And so at the moment, there are 60 programmes um, leading to qualifications in areas such as finance, accountancy, um, laboratory technicians, engineering, um, heavy vehicle mechanics and healthcare. Um, so for an apprenticeship, yeah, basically what you're doing is you have the opportunity to earn and learn. So you need to have an employer to take you on. And once that employer is kind of has been um, like has a relationship and been like approved, um, a college 
will provide the kind of the learning and the the theory in order for that um, apprenticeship um, student to kind of come out with uh, like a qualification, whether it's a level six, a level seven or a level eight. Um, so you can find information about apprenticeships. There's generation apprenticeship. So you can look on apprenticeship.ie and then also on careersportal.ie, there is an apprenticeship section, which will Brilliant. give you a list of apprenticeships that you can currently apply for. Um, so I know like um, if Griffith College in Limerick, they're currently um, trying to get approved. It should be approved very soon, um, a level seven degree for bar management. So again, the idea is, is that you'll be working in a bar um, earning and then that you would learn part time. And after three years, you would have a level seven qualification. In terms of just securing that um, employer who will sign them off, are there any options at all where students can apply for these apprenticeships if they do not have an employer? I think as far as I know, Louise, um, that you would find that kind of information on apprenticeships.ie or career portals, you know, that there will be a list of employers there who have already been approved. So you would go through them that way. Um, I don't. Yeah, because I think the employer has to be approved. You know, that okay. you can't just seek out somebody. OK, fair enough. And I think also on that note, it's important to kind of flag that apprenticeships aren't just, you know, manual labour. It's not block laying electricians. There are so many apprenticeships, like you mentioned, bar management, um, which I think is really interesting. Also finance and accounting. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I listed those. Yeah. So it's kind of apprenticeships are changing. Yeah. Um, and that it isn't just maybe, as we said, that it's not just a, a trade um, that there are other options for different different types of people, you know, that based on what their interests are. We know that there is a cohort of students who would have done their Leaving Cert in 2020, perhaps decided to defer their points or because they were the first year of no Leaving Cert, maybe they just decided to do nothing with the points at all. So if there is a student tuning in this morning who perhaps has been out of education for a year or two and would now like to get back into an educational setting or complete a course, what is the route that those people can take? Well, anybody under the age of 23 can apply through the CAO. So as I said, that available places option is still open to them. They can still create an account and um, for 45 euro, um, I think it costs to um, create an account with the CAO and then they can apply for available places. But they can also go like some colleges offer kind of direct entry. Um, so I think um, Limerick LIT is one of these um institutes where you apply directly to the college you don't have to go to the CAO there are also many options out there you know for people who have been on the PUP payment um, there is lots of different short courses or springboard courses um, so I think there are great initiatives out there that the government is really acknowledging you know what people have been through either financially or for the students that you know, have kind of missed out on the proper, you know, leaving cert experience and going to school. So, yeah, I would just keep looking, keep researching and have a look on different colleges and um, websites to have a look at all the options for you. Just very quickly, Sarah, before we let you go, in terms of students who do decide to go to PLC colleges, how does that work in terms of student accommodation if you're moving city? Are there any on-campus options or are students kind of in a situation where they have to find private rental accommodation? So for our main campus in Dublin at Griffith College, we do have halls of residence. Um, so you can um, 
have a look online to see, even if you go to griffith.ie, you'll be able to see there. Um, so our halls of residence are on campus, um, which is a great sit location in Dublin on South Circular Road. So it's a 10 minute walk to the city centre. Um, and then, yeah, so I think it depends on the college and university, doesn't it, whether they have on campus accommodation or not. I know it is going to be a difficult time for students just in general with finding accommodation. I think Dublin... Obviously, the rental situation is quite bad and accommodation can be quite expensive. And the same, I think, in a lot of cities, you know, there has been huge increase in the price of accommodation. For sure. And that is absolutely, I think, a topic in itself that we are going to deep dive into next week and probably a far greater concern than just universities and college students. I think it's something at a national and government level that needs to be dealt with. But fantastic to know that there is an option through Griffith College to apply for campus accommodation. And uh, I guess just to Again, in terms of the time frame on that one, if students are waiting maybe until early October for a second, third, fourth round offers on the CAO, is there a time frame in which they kind of need to be getting their application in for that accommodation? Because I'd imagine it is probably highly sought after. Yes, and Griffith College accommodation, there are places that are just dedicated to Griffith College students, but also students applying um, who have places in other colleges can um, avail of our accommodation. So I would say just... Um, you know, put the feelers out and check in with them. You know, you can just go online and people will respond to you obviously straight away. You know, I'm sure I can understand not wanting to commit to a room when you're not sure about whether you've been offered a place on a course, but there is absolutely no harm in making an inquiry. Fantastic. Sarah Edmondson, it's been absolutely wonderful to chat to you. For students tuning in this morning who perhaps want to find out a little bit more or would love some more information on PLC courses, alternative routes and further options, where is the best place they can go? Um, so for students who would like to find out more, um, in particular available places, we have a hotline set up where you can speak directly to someone about available places. Um, so if you email admissions at griffiths.ie. Thanks very much, Louise. And yeah, I hope that was helpful for some students, you know, because obviously we know it's a very difficult time. And um, but the main thing is, I suppose, is just to keep going. You know, don't give up now. You've you've got through the leaving cert. You got through school during a really difficult time. Um, so, yeah, just keep putting the hard work in and things will work out. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Sarah Edmondson, Schools Liaison Officer at Griffith College. So much information to take on board. And as always, you can listen back to this episode. And if you would like to listen back to our previous episodes, simply search Spin Sunal Skull on the GoLoud app or you can just look up Spin online. Before we wrap today's episode, it is important to remind Leaving Cert students across the country that there is a free phone exam helpline. You can simply call 1-800-265-165. It is opened since August 16th and it will run right through until the end of October. This is hosted by the National Parents Council and it is a helpline for anyone who is in need of support, assistance or perhaps just a listening ear when it comes to making those hard choices around the CAO and leaving cert points. You can contact the free national helpline on 1-800-265-165 and that is open to support all leaving certificate students across the country. The helpline has been set up by the National Parents Council post-primary NPCPP and we will share those details across our social channels also at SPIN. Sarah Edmondson, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on episode two of SPIN Sunolskull. Thank you, Louise. SPIN Sunolskull with Griffith College Limerick. Hit refresh with Griffith College at griffith.ie. SPIN Sunolskull.